when you tell them things like, um, yeah, you can actually figure out how, how far a river is away from that village just by using GIS. You can figure out how long a walk it would be just by you know two clicks of a button. Uh, they're super impressed and it's very exciting to, to sort of open their eyes to that technology. I love it. Welcome to the Field Notes podcast. You just heard from Martha Rogers, CEO and founder of Bay Park Data Solutions. In this episode, we talk with Martha about her work developing solutions for nonprofits and using ArcGIS App Studio to develop an app for the Global J Network. Martha, thank you so much for joining us on the Field Notes podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So I think before we get started into the episode, we always like to hear a little bit about our guests. So could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Um, let's see. I, I did uh, go to school for GIS, which is unusual. <laughs> um, actually, I turned into a geography major and that ended up being a GIS uh, certificate and a GIS major. Um, and then I ended up working at Esri for a few years um, straight out of college. And after that, I, I got my MBA in San Diego and continued with GIS, working for all types of organizations like state, local government, Navy, um, federal stuff. Uh, and I also did a lot of programming along the way. So different type of development uh, projects along the way. And then started at Bay Park Data Solutions beginning of 2020. Um, and we focus on nonprofits, which I just absolutely love. Is there a particular reason why nonprofits was your focus in, for Bay Park? Oh yeah, actually probably five years before that, I uh, one of my old customers was on the board of, or he had started a nonprofit actually. And he asked me to be on the board of directors for that nonprofit, um, Give Clean Water in San Diego. And they provide water filters in Fiji. So I became one of the board members there and just loved just, I mean, it was just great, right? Being part of the nonprofit and learning about everything they're doing. So that's when I really started getting acclimated to the nonprofit world and learning about it all because I hadn't known much before. Um, and from there, we took GIS and did a lot of stuff for Give Clean Water using GIS and what I knew from using all my years of ArcGIS and Azure experience. So that's kind of where that started from. I'm sure nonprofits kind of runs the gamut in terms of what they work on and different things like that. What are some examples of some of the solutions that you have created for different nonprofits? Um, yeah, so it pretty much started off with a lot of our nonprofits being international and water focused, um, delivering or you know trying to get a clean water solution across the globe. So many different countries, um, Guatemala, Fiji, like I said, Philippines, um, Samburu. So that was our, our main sort of customer in the beginning was definitely water, water filters, um, now we're into wells, tracking wells. Um, but now since then, um, and actually since the summer when we, Bay Park received the special designation from Esri uh, to be the nonprofit, um, to get to, we won the nonprofit specialty designation from um, Esri. That doesn't sound right. Don't say one. We didn't win it. What's the word? We you were received. Uh, we received. Appointed. Thank you. Appointed. appointed. Received something. We yeah. received. Um, yeah, I mean, we have to get back to him that word. But anyway, <laughs> yes. So yeah, we received the nonprofit specialty designation from Esri, which was awesome. We obviously applied for that um, and we were approved. It wasn't that easy of an application. So we were very proud about that. We were the first business partner to receive that. So since then, we've, we've definitely had some more nonprofits reach out to us 
and been really busy with all sorts of different nonprofits, uh, everything from California Literacy to the Donner Party um, up in Truckee, the Historical Society there, they've reached out to us. So we've been busy with a lot of different stuff and we just love it. That's awesome. Especially yeah. the fact that you get to work with so many like different types of nonprofits. And I feel like that's such a space that can benefit from GIS yeah. and, and this technology. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. congratulations on the designation. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. We're, yeah. we're super proud of that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Are there like special considerations you have to think about in the nonprofit space when you're developing these solutions? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's actually one reason that I really ended up loving it so much is one, I mean, you have to consider money. I mean, that's not the reason I fell in love with it, but obviously these nonprofits are usually not flush with money. And so you need to consider that. And so I like to be, I'm very empathetic. I like to work with a customer to really see how we can help in any way. So we're very flexible with what we would offer them to, to help them anywhere from the very basic cheapest thing just to get them started. Cause I really think any kind of data collection is the way to start um, all the way up to depending on how much money they have. So I love being flexible with them. Uh, I love learning about what they're doing and being able to provide what the, what they can afford. Um, so that's one of the, one of the items. The second thing I love about working with nonprofits is that a lot of times they don't have the technical uh, staff available. So they really depend on us to be their, uh, you know, technical GIS staff, which I love because you can go in there and just really uh, and teach them a lot of things that they didn't know about GIS. They're, you know, instead of working with uh, some of our government clients, which have used GIS for 30 years or something, and they, they're, you know, they're just not easily impressed, but some of these nonprofits, they haven't been able to afford it or use GIS in the past. So when you tell them things like, um, yeah, you can actually figure out how, how far a river is away from that village just by using GIS. You can figure out how long a walk it would be just by you know two clicks of a button. That they're super impressed and it's very exciting to, to sort of open their eyes to that technology. I love it. Definitely. And it's more than just kind of that developing a solution, but there is that knowledge sharing component, right? Like when yeah. you teach these nonprofits to be able to, to use this technology, they can then go forward and continue using it and uh, spread that knowledge I know. too. Absolutely. I love it. I love teaching them. Um, and, and opening their eyes to things. And then they can tell people, or, you know, we're happy if they get some technical staff and then they just grow from there. And typically they still need us. I mean, we're just their like part-time GIS person or staff to help them out and, and help them grow because this just helps them succeed. They're, they're saving money. They're, they're being more transparent. It's, it's an awesome solution for them. Well, speaking of some of the nonprofits that you have worked with, worked with, maybe we can go into talking about um, one specific project that you've recently worked with, and that was helping to develop an app for the Global Chain Network. Could you kind of describe that that project and what that was? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, the Global Chain Network uh, approached uh, approached me a couple of years ago. They they wanted to they have. They do worldwide. They help with global poverty com uh, communities throughout the world. Um, they call it community health evangelism, which is where the global CHE comes from. Um, and they just have so many different members that are part of their network. Um, you know, thousands of people are part of their network and different types of people that speak all different languages. So they were trying to figure out a way to collect uh, some of the stories that they're seeing around the world, but also to distribute their lesson plans that they create. So they have thousands of lessons that they've created um, on in PDFs that people can read about from you know hygiene to women empowerment, building gardens, um, 
you know, washing hands, uh, filter, water filters, all types of things that can help people all around the world. So uh, just super impressed with that organization. And I loved just talking to them about what they're doing. And we were just trying to come up with a way that their members could, could you know, get access to these lesson plans without trying to make it easy for them. They're all different languages yep. and such. So so when we, you know, they had heard about JIS, they'd heard about survey one, two, three, but it just wasn't going to really work with them because they're going to send out an email that says, okay, go to the app store and download this Esri product called survey one, two, three. And they're going to, you know, their members are going to be like, what, who, what is <laughs> like, that? What, what I like. And so, um, I had heard about app studio and the ability to customize, uh, survey one, two, three, and, and, uh, you know, a bunch of different, uh, Esri uh, applications. And I offered that up to them saying, this might be the solution. And they were just thrilled. So I was thrilled to work with them on that because I've been looking for a customer who might be interested in that because I'm really excited about getting something on the Apple and, and Google play stores. I have been interested in doing that for years, actually. Um, and it's just been so hard for me because I'm a developer, but I'm not really a, I don't have a lot of time to just develop things from scratch. So I was thrilled to, to hear that they'd be interested. So we developed this app for them that is available now on the Apple and Google Play stores. It uses their icon. So when their members go to the, the stores, they can see the global Che icon and easily download it. They know exactly you know, who, who they're downloading. They can trust it and whatnot. So I think it was a great answer for them. Um, and we can use translations in their different languages and whatnot. It just was a great, a great answer for them. That's awesome. And I feel like, you know, there's such an emphasis on the end user, especially in that space too, when you're, you know, going across that many languages, that many different countries um, with users who are trying to access it. So the fact that you're able to kind of strip away what might this might be this kind of uh, technological surface, right, of, of an app and, and build something that's specifically for, oh, this is just the global Che app. It's not yeah. a Esri app. It's not a GIS exactly. app. It's just the app I use to access the lessons. Exactly. Right. Right. It's just amazing. And, and yeah, it was just, it, I think uh, the owner of Global J said, uh, or the, the, the founder said it was, uh, you know, a game changer or a life changer or something. He's just thrilled. And, um, you know, he's actually signed on to definitely build more things with us because he loved it so much. So. Yeah. I think like Josh said that things like that show the, the benefit of customizable apps and enhancing the end user experience and making sure that you're designing an app that people can actually use and feel comfortable with using um, in their workflow. So I think it's really important. Yeah. In fact, yeah, that was actually one of the really critical pieces because some of the things with survey one, two, three, maybe don't make sense globally. Like uh, I think the one example that I always talk about is the little light bulb kind of comes up as a mm, help yeah. button, but sort of internationally people think of, a, of an eye is like an international symbol of information or something. So we switched out that using App Studio and it was relatively simple to do that type of thing. So you can you know change all the colors and all that type of stuff. So it was, it was an awesome. Yeah, it's interesting to think that even little design um, things like that really make a difference in how people use and like connect with the apps that they're using and makes a difference. So it's cool to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you mentioned that the app has kind of two of these main parts. One is this distribution of those lessons, being able to request uh, uh, lessons to download. And then there's, a, there's also that part about submitting stories, right? And submitting what um, people are doing with those lessons. Could you talk a little bit about the importance of, of that piece and what that's about? Yeah, that piece is, is currently um, for the members to share with each other. So the stories that they um, come across across the globe, they can, they can share with each other. So what they've learned, you know, they can share with other members. So like we 
um, you know, there's a picture of uh, the village that they brought clean water to and what they learned in that village. And, and then other members can check out that information on the global map um, and find out sort of who's working in that country, what they're doing there and a contact information. They're all part of the same network. So that contact information is there and they can help each other, um, you know, instead of recreating the wheel or something, they can help each other and also find out maybe there's people working in the same country nearby each other, they could help each other. You also don't want two people going to the same village or something. So you definitely want people aware of each other and and it's been working out great for them. That's awesome. I, I definitely sense a theme like so far of like knowledge sharing, right? Yeah. Being able to yeah. share that knowledge, learn from each other's like you mentioned, why reinvent the wheel? We can just kind of take what what we know works somewhere else. Yep. And that's that's a great thing. And they they're doing great with that. The other item that they hope to do in this next sort of project is the sort of the monitoring and evaluation of their projects mm-hmm. and their um, members would be interested in that too. So you might want to do some uh, initial survey one, two, three type of stuff about health before you arrive at a village. And then after you distribute the water filters or the, the lesson plans or whatever, you go back six months later and you do another kind of questionnaire to ask if there's been improvements in that. And so you can really, that's the monitoring. You can see if things are working. Um, you can track outcomes and you can really, you know, prove your sustainability and whatnot. So that's, that's a huge piece of their next project. Yeah. And I think that that monitoring aspect of, of it, it's extremely important. I know in the case study, and I guess for our listeners who don't know, um, Esri has written the case study about this project, um, talking about the development. Um, but in the case study, they talk about how prior to the app being developed, lessons were distributed via USB and it was really hard for um, the global chain network to track how their lessons were being used and I think having the app now making it easier for them to track how the lessons are being used which ones are more popular which ones are more effective I think really kind of helps them in their in workflow to understand um, what the workers are doing and how how their work is effective. Exactly there was no way for them to know which lesson plans were even being downloaded. Yeah. So, you know, they have yeah. thousands and thousands, but they don't even know really except third hand or whatever, which ones are really being used. So this is, this was, that was a huge critical part in there. Super excited about tracking that for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the metrics are everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to show your donors too, right? Like yeah. how yeah. successful you're, you know, <laughs> exactly. you're going to gain a lot more donations if you can actually show what you're doing and how you're, how you're tracking your outcomes. Yeah. Pivoting a little bit, you previously talked about how as a developer, um, using ArcGIS App Studio was really beneficial in your process. So why App Studio? Why was that the go-to app development platform um, for this project? Well, I definitely have used Survey123 and other field, field maps collector in that uh, for years. And um, like I said, it was just, well, when I, when I went to, oh gosh, I think it was three years ago, I was at uh, the developer conference actually in, in Palm Springs and there was an app studio session and um, I learned about it. I went, I, I just was fascinated about, you know, sort of how easy it seemed um, during the session at least, and just super excited about what I could do with it since I am not a full-time developer. So mm-hmm. that's, that's really what brought me to using App Studio because I could customize sort of what I already know. I already know Survey123, but now I can sort of take that piece. It was like the missing piece of the puzzle. <laughs> you know, yeah. I could take what I already knew with Survey123 and then I could put it on the app stores, which was like a dream come true for me. Uh, customize the look and feel and 
you know, it was everything that I was, I was, you know, honestly hoping for. So I know people love it. I've been to many of the holistic testing events and it's, it's just a great product. I love it. And what's great about it too, is it's really as much programming as you want to do. If you're kind of that beginner user and you just want to kind of use this drag and drop method of creating an app, you can do that. But if you want to dig into the source code and really get into some customization, you can do that too, which is exactly cool. It's so true. It's so true. You can do just really very little programming. Um, And then if you have a programmer on staff that can really go, go at it. I mean, it's there. You can just go crazy with the programming. So it's, it's the range. I love it. I'm guessing developing an app um, just from scratch is pretty time consuming, expensive and complicated, I, I would guess. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing having a platform like ArcGIS App Studio helps to, um, I guess, lower that, that cost and also lower that, that time consuming nature of it. And I think, like you said before, I feel like this helps in the business of developing apps for nonprofits who might not have very large budgets to spend on, you know, developer teams and things like that. So I think it helps in that aspect as well. That's exactly right. I mean, it's perfect for, for that exact case because sure. I mean, if you're some multi-million dollar company, you can just develop it from scratch or something, you know, cause then you could really get everything you could ever need and, you know, dream of, but nonprofits, they don't have that kind of money to, to throw around. I mean, they're trying to, you know, give clean water to people. They don't want to waste money on some, um, you know, extra $50,000 to develop an, a mobile app. So this is just the perfect answer. Um, it's the best of both worlds. Awesome. Do you have any like tips to people who are considering, you know, developing Ooh, their own yeah. app with App Studio? <laughs> um, well, definitely um, it's a little, you definitely need to read the documentation. You, you have to have a, a developer license and that type of thing at Esri. So there's a few little pieces um, from the licensing aspect to, to, to just know that to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to know a little bit about programming is helpful or to have someone on staff that just knows a little bit, even just some Python is, is just fine. Um, it definitely helps, I find. Um, and of course, there's always going to be something come up that you want to customize. So there's just that little bit of programming is always nice to have. Um, and just being uh, familiar with the App Studio team is helpful because you want to reach out and ask questions. They're always available to help out. So um, yeah, I'd say I'd say that's and and definitely the the Esri documentation or the the community um, what's that online the Esri community formerly the Esri known community. as GeoNet which yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was community then it was GeoNet and then it was community <laughs> definitely the the GeoNet or see and now I said it again the, the <laughs> we know Esri what you mean. community yeah. yeah the Esri community <laughs> is is just a, a, definitely the place to go because you have questions many people have already stumbled across that and um or you can reach out to those people to ask questions you can reach out to me because we're you know people are just happy to to kind of help people and build them up to to develop these these products so and we've mentioned on you know this podcast before do we learn so much when when folks reach out to us because we can only make our products better by knowing you know the the problems people are having and the awesome solutions Mm -hmm. that that they're developing yeah yeah absolutely yeah that's why i love going to the holistic testing too so um, I actually learned a bunch of stuff about stuff that was coming out. So it's like a beta testing program, the holistic testing, they call it. Um, during COVID, it's been online, but some, usually it's at Redlands. Um, but you really learn sort of up and coming stuff that's going to be coming out with the product. And I find that invaluable if people have time to do that. Um, and the team at Esri loves it because they get the feedback to improve their product. So. Yeah, nice. You mentioned mm-hmm. holistic testing, and I know the app, the Che app, has been out since last fall. Do you know how that's going with it um, in terms of usage and things like that? Yeah, well, I know they're using it and they like it. I, I, and I also know that they want to, they're actually upgrading um, 
the the whole sort of GIS system to use ArcGIS Hub Premium. Oh, nice. So nice. that's going to be an overhaul. They really are excited about getting their members onto ArcGIS Hub Premium and excited about that. So they just, yeah, they're, they're embracing GIS for sure. <laughs> to end this, maybe on kind of like a, a mobile note, since this is the Field Notes podcast, do you find that developing solutions that focus on like an app on a smartphone is like a more accessible route for, for work like this. I know in the case study that Demaya mentioned that's being put out by Esri, um, the founder of Global Che was saying a lot of the, the workers uh, in the organization don't have, you know, the laptops and the desktops, but most everybody has that smartphone. So is that a trend that, that you've noticed as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, across the globe, we haven't come across a, a country that, that doesn't have at least some smartphones um, available to them, typically Androids. So we're usually um, developing on Android uh, systems, but um, with the app studio, it's great because that, that one code and it can go to either, either, either uh, one, either, yeah. either, either. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I love that part, but yeah, absolutely. The, the mobile app and the fact that it can be disconnected. I mean, that's just like, uh, it, you know, you can't even talk to people that are working in, you know, Togo or something. If, 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 if you can't collect data while you're disconnected. So that piece is huge. And that's, um, you know, some people just take it for granted now, but that a couple of few years ago was not the case. You know, people were not able to be disconnected while they were collecting data. So um, this, that was a great, people, people love that. I think that's all the time we have. Thanks so much for uh, joining and talking with us, Martha. Absolutely. Thank you guys for inviting me. This has been awesome. No problem. Definitely. And we will link to Bay Park Solutions, Global Che, App Studio um, in the description cool. box for the show. So that way um, everyone can learn a little bit more about the awesome work that people like you are doing out in the world. Great. Thank you for listening to the Field Notes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Field Notes on your favorite podcast app and join us on the next episode. 